All right, folks, welcome on into Buffalo Game Day Recap, breaking down the Bills' playoff victory over the Miami Dolphins, 34-31. Thad Brown over in Orchard Park. And Thad, it was supposed to be an easy game for the Bills, 13.5 points favorites for Buffalo. No playoff team in the wild card round at home had ever lost by that big of a margin in the last two decades. However, for a time, it looked like a very slow death a very slow, a very slow death. This is one of the longest games it seems like in NFL history. But the Bills finally turned, the, turned it around and were able to get the, the victory. Thad, your takeaways from today's game. Yeah, well, first of all, let's talk about how long this game took. I know no one at home cares, but I'm going to take a minute to talk about it because I care. Let me tell you, when I walked out of the uh, media room for the fourth quarter, I had to change battery or some, some camera thing that no one, again, cares about at home. And I saw it was 4 o'clock. After the third quarter, that is a game I, I can never imagine existed. This wasn't even a college game. College games are bad for how long they were. This game just would not stop. There were reviews and timeouts and people who didn't know how to use timeouts and then questions about plays and calls. And, and you know, I just I wondered how many commercials were there in this game? I know it was a playoff broadcast. Either way, it was the, the most agonizingly longest meandering game. I'll tell you what, I'm glad it was 34-31 because it was 41-7. This would not have been fun at all, and it's supposed to be fun. It's football, for God's sakes. Anyway, as for the game, look, bottom line, the Bills can't play four like this and win a Super Bowl. They got away with this one um, in large part because the quarterback on the other side was a third stringer who was a seventh-round rookie, and the head coach, frankly, was a playoff rookie, and I think you saw a lot of that throughout the game in terms of just managing the clock, managing timeouts, getting even plays, you know, called and in on time. You know, that was a big problem for the Dolphins throughout this game. The Bills did almost everything they could to give this one away. I mean, not only did Josh Allen turn it over three times, he fumbled two more times beyond that, and then Naheem Hines botched a punt, muffed a punt that could have led to a turnover. So the Bills gave Miami all kinds of chances to take this game away, but give the Bills credit. You know what? And I think this is the uh, advantage of having all this playoff experience. They came in, they saw they dealt with the twists and the turns, the roller coaster, whatever cliche you want to throw out there, and they ended up with a W at the end. That's really all that matters. Look, if they win two more games, go to a Super Bowl, no one's going to talk about how weird and crazy this one was, how a team that was a 14-point favorite barely won by three, it's just going to be a win. So give Buffalo credit for that. But look, you cannot have a situation where your quarterback is turning it over three times and expecting to win. The Bills talked about that afterward a whole lot. Again, this game was much more of a storm than everyone expected, but the Bills did weather it. Now they get to play next week. I thought we did some good things today. Um, I did some bad things today, you know, some stuff to clean up, some some things to learn from, um, but we'll grow from it. It's all, all that matters is surviving and advancing. Um, it doesn't matter how we win, it's if we win. At the end of the day, you turn the ball over, you die normally a, a pretty quick death, and when you turn the ball over, three, I think we had three, three turnovers, one for a score, and, uh, and then we had the big punt return in there mixed in there as well, so um, not very good complimentary football. I thought this team did a very good job of not pointing fingers. Mm -hmm. um, when when you know when the stakes are at its highest, it's easy to do that, and the emotions are so high. Uh, it, but that just shows the resiliency of this team, and uh, you know the defense really helped us out. In a playoff game, like we expect it to be an up and down battle. We expect <laughs> it to, to like to be, you know, elite on elite. So you know, it's not supposed to be perfect. So we got some goals to accomplish, and. Um guys in that locker room love each other. They, they work extremely hard to go out there and execute and, and 
try to accomplish those goals that we set. Now this game was quite chippy. Josh Allen kind of started it after his first interception, pushing and shoving with Christian Wilkins during the return. That led to a fight, which, or not a fight, but at least a push match, which caused two personal foul penalties to be called. After the game, uh, it didn't stop. Deion Dawkins was involved. Wilkins again. Raekwon Davis from the Dolphins defensive line. I'll give both head coaches a ton of credit. Sean McDermott and Mike McDaniel both were in the middle before they had a chance to have the traditional uh, post-game handshake between the coaches trying to clear their guys away. And although the initial post-game issue happened right at midfield, after the coaches kind of cleared everybody out, they just took a 20-yard downfield and started it back up again. Deion Dawkins and Davis, Roger Saffold, all the way up the tunnel, there was an issue. Finally, when the two teams had to go to their separate locker rooms and, and separate in the tunnel by about you know 30 or 40 yards distance, that's when everything died down. And, and look, this was not only a important, surprisingly close playoff game where both teams had seasons on the line. This was also the third game these two teams have played against each other this year. All three of those games being decided by three points or less. When Shaq Lawson was asked about it afterward, he said, look, that's what's going to happen. And I think he's right. You know, nothing to, to take from this. This was a close game. These were two teams that know each other, probably don't like each other a lot at this point. And I think that's just kind of the result you should expect. AJ? Yeah, Thad, you mentioned, you know, how the Bills had to weather this storm. And, and the fact of the nature is, you know, it's the cliche the Bills always say. It is tough to win in the NFL. It is tough to win the playoffs. You saw what happened last night. Obviously, you know, the Chargers get out to their big lead. The Jaguars come all the way back and they win. Even the Niners, with how dominant they looked in the second half, it was a close game early in that one. So it's hard to put away teams in the playoffs. And I think the most concerning thing out of all of the concerning things is the fact that the Dolphins really didn't even take advantage of many of the chances the Bills gave them. They weren't doing the things that you need to do to pull off a playoff upset. They were settling for field goals. They were not um, turning turnovers into touchdowns early on. You know, eventually that led, you know, they had the touchdown before the half. They had, uh, you know, obviously the fumble return for a touchdown, but they were not cashing on their mistakes. The Bills just let them hang around, hang around, hang around, and they just finally imploded. You know, Skylar Thompson throws that interception where I mean, I guess you got to give Mike McDaniel credit for trying to trust his quarterback, but on third and long, he chucks the ball deep downfield when they could have just punted away. Instead, it turns into that Elam interception, and it leads to a touchdown where eventually the Bills finally get rolling there. But this is just kind of what the Bills have been down the stretch. I think they've won, what, eight games in a row now, and it seems like they all have the same exact story. It's not pretty. It's not ugly. You know, uh, at times we think they're the Super Bowl champions. At times we wonder how this team is the Super Bowl favorites, but somehow they get a way to get it done. But eventually the margins are going to run out. The teams are going to get a whole lot better and it's just not going to be enough. They have to find that second gear, Thad. Yeah, and I think, you know, you talk about the Dolphins missing opportunities in this game. It started right at the beginning of the game. And the Bills opening possession, go for it on fourth down. I didn't mind the call, you know, um, to try and take control early, punch the Dolphins in the mouth early. Didn't get it. You know, Cole Beasley got a throw, and I, and I think we can talk about, if you want, Beasley and, and his impact in this game. But right after that, um, Skylar Thompson has a deep ball to Jalen Waddle, which should have been completed, which was there. He was open. It would have put the Dolphins first and 10 in the red zone, and maybe Miami takes the early lead in this game. The two fumbles that Josh Allen put on the ground, granted one of them was fumbled right out of bounds, but the, the second one happened with the Bills trying to protect the lead late. That could have easily turned the game around. The, the punt muff that uh, was the drive that began the Bills' last touchdown, the one that Gabe Davis had made it 34-24. If the Dolphins recover that, you know, how does this game go? So Miami had plenty of opportunities 
like you said, to pull the upset on top of the opportunities they did cash. I mean, they did have a fumble return for a touchdown. All of their first half points were either set up by uh, turnovers or uh, the one long punt return. So Miami did have plenty of opportunities. I'll tell you what, on the, the plus side for the Bills in this game, a couple guys stepped up who have had, you know, pretty tough years. Gabe Davis and Kyir Elam. You know, both guys came into the season with, you know, high expectations. Both guys expected not only to be starters, but to be starters at an important big big leverage positions. Davis really hasn't had the kind of year that you would want from number two receiver. Elam in and out of the lineup. I mean, when he's on the field, that's a good day for him. You know, actually playing well has been a whole other thing so far. But in this game, Davis, six catches, all of them same big. He had two on the drive at the end of the first half that gave the Bills the lead going into halftime. I thought that was huge because Miami had, you know, weathered Buffalo's 17-point storm early, bringing the storm thing back up again, had tied the game. If they go to the locker room even, the psychological lift they get, I think, would have been monstrous. Instead, the Bills get a field goal. They keep the lead going into halftime at least. And then on top of that, Davis had the last touchdown, the one that turned out to be the game winner. And then Elam, look, the interception, nice play. Uh, Carl Jones, by the way, on Twitter kind of detailed what happened. Elam had flat responsibility or seemed to, and then dropped deep when there was no responsibility there and was able to make the pick. And then end of the game, you know, he had the fourth down pass break of a Mike Gesicki. So both guys able to make plays. And afterward, the rest of the Bills talked about how impressed they were with their teammates. Davis, of course, talking about himself first. It feels great. Uh, you know how important these games are. Um, it's a one and done, you know, around this uh, around this time. So just be able to contribute and help my team win. I mean, especially in these big moments, you know, it's, it's, it's awesome. He, he works his tail off. Um, in practice, he works extremely hard. Um, you know, he's uh, he's been so reliable for us. And Again, just giving him some opportunities to make some plays, and he came up with some big ones tonight. Kai is just—he's—he's he's such a student of the game. He really wants it. His desire to, to be the best that he can be is just—is is next to none. The way he prepared, the way he come in and take care of his body as a rookie, man. Uh, the success he had today is not a surprise. I thought he did some really good, really good things in the game. Uh, the interception, you know, executing the technique, and then the play on the fourth down—the uh, same fourth down that was referenced earlier. Uh, we came back, and he made. I think he knocked the pass down um, over there on their sideline. So I thought he played. I thought he did some really good things. Elam left after the fourth down play with an injury. Sean McDermott said afterwards, a cramp. He should be fine. Dane Jackson should be fine as well. I think we'll still continue to see both guys rotate. I know Elam played well late. You know, I'm sure the Bills want to see the film. I want to see the film to see how good he was play to play to play. Um, but, you know, this has been one good game. Remember against the Patriots, Elam had a very not good game. So expecting Elam to suddenly be the guy you want to go to if you are going to play the Bengals next week. And, you know, by the time you at home watch this, you might know who that is. I don't write this second. That might be a whole uh, different story. So, look, there are a lot of different twists and turns we won't get into in this game. Like, you know, Mike McDaniel kicking a field goal on fourth and two end of the first half to make it 17 to nine. Maybe that that was a spot where he should have gone uh, for the touchdown. Sean McDermott calling the timeout before the second to last play of the first half where maybe he could have given his team another shot at the end zone. Might have cost the Bills four points. There were lots of different, you know, uh, Referee calls, you know, Stephon Diggs um, end of the first half. That play, you know, he's clearly out of bounds, but it looked like he might have been inbounds. Um, there was the Jalen Watto catch in the fourth quarter, another questionable call. There were a whole bunch of, like, small little things that you and I could sit here, AJ, and talk about for 15 minutes individually that really didn't, I think, change too much the overall in this game. But it was a fascinating game from that point of view, even if, as I complained about at the top of this show, it took forever to figure out. Yeah, and you talk about the 
the rookie coach and Mike McDaniel on the other sidelines making some mistakes, not getting plays in time, some questionable times to call his timeouts, decision making. Ken Dorsey in his first game as a playoff offensive coordinator. The questions persist as to whether or not he is going to be able to find the answers. You know, Stephon Diggs has a big first half. He just took over at times. Second half, I believe he didn't get a catch, maybe just got one, one target. He, and either way, he did not make an impact in the second half. Um, you know, in that second half, it seemed like the Dolphins were just going to blitz. They were going to play cover zero. They're going to get one on one on the outside and say, all right, let's see if you guys can beat us over the top. And that's what the Bills did. Even with this lead in the late in the third quarter, the fourth quarter, they just kept going deep and they couldn't complete it. Obviously, that extends the game. That makes it tough. You know, it's, a, it's an offensive line that has had problems all year long. And, you know, Josh Allen eventually, he kept on getting sacked, you know, the fumbles. So it's going to be interesting to see if, you know, Ken Dorsey can figure this thing out, find a way to not play into his opponent's hands, you know, try and dictate it on his own. I know they always talk about, you know, taking what the defense gives you, but usually what the defense gives you isn't just going deep every time. You want to try and find a way to get, you know, because the, the running backs did look good at times. James Cook had some bursts when he got some holes. Devin Singletary obviously able to close out that game. So it's going, you know, Ken Dorsey, the margin for error is going to get a lot smaller, and it's been a big question mark all year long about his play calling, Thad. Yeah, and look, I think we talked about Mike McDaniel being a rookie head coach in the playoffs. Well, look, Ken Dorsey is a rookie offensive coordinator in the playoffs, so I think some struggles are to be expected. I think another part of this, too, was you think about who the wide receiver core was for the Bills today. With Isaiah McKenzie hurt, 60% of this wide receiver core were either a rookie the Bills haven't seemed to trust most of the year, Khalil Shakir, who actually played decent despite one drop on a ball. He absolutely needs a catch next time. And then two other guys who were on the couch on Thanksgiving, John Brown and Cole Beasley. Now, Brown didn't contribute too much, did have a block on the James Cook touchdown, which was helpful. Cole Beasley, the touchdown catch was, frankly, in anybody play, I think anybody in the league makes that. But the third down catch right after that, that turned into a 30-yard gain, big play. You know, and that's kind of vintage Cole Beasley, finding space over the middle, making the catch on a third down, keeping a drive alive. And I don't think the Bills should expect to be able to count on these guys for big roles. Shakir, Beasley, Brown. But if they can contribute here and there, make a couple plays. You know, Shakir had the 30-yarder towards the end of the game. It was a drive that ended up in a punt, but it did shift the field a little bit. Was important from that point of view. I think they can be okay with that. I wonder, and again, this is something that I'd have to go back and watch film to, to check, but in the middle parts of the game where it seemed like the Bills' offense wasn't going anywhere, where all Josh Allen could do was throw the ball deep, I wonder, you know, is John Brown or Cole Beasy or Khalil Shakir struggling to get open to create separation? providing, showing reasons why they haven't played much to begin with. You know, that was the thought that occurred to me. Well, look, you know, of course Josh Allen can't find anybody. You only got two guys on the field receiver-wise you can count on. And Dawson Knox, he had that fantastic touchdown catch to begin the game, but was mostly invisible after that. So this has been, I mean, the, the Bills in this game, in large parts, and I think you talked about this, AJ, this is who they've been this year. Josh Allen has been great, big numbers, fantastic throws. He's a turnover machine. You know, Stephon Diggs is fantastic, but what do you get after that? In this game, Gabe Davis had a big game. And look, if, if playoff Gabe, and Gabe Davis has been great in the postseason, if that guy keeps showing up, then you don't have to worry about who the other receivers are. You get a little bit out of Beasley and Shakir, you'll be fine. 
that number two receiver has proven in the NFL lately to be kind of the difference. Teams that win Super Bowls, they have a really good number two receiver. Teams that get bounced early, they generally don't get that production. The Bills got it in this game, and that was a big reason why they moved on. You know, look, defensively, it's hard to get a, a, a huge read off of, you know, this game going forward. Elam made some good plays. I think that's important. You know, there were a lot of throws where it felt like Thompson had all day to throw, and yet the Bills did finish with four sacks and did chase him around quite a bit as well. This has not been a team that's been very good at getting pressure without blitzing lately. You know, I know they ran a few blitzes in this game. Matt Milano had two sacks, so obviously the linebackers getting involved. But defensively, when you're going against a seventh-round uh, seventh rookie, a guy who hasn't started a lot, and, you know, on the one hand, so it's hard to say, oh, look at all those good plays you made because of who's on the other side. Then on the other hand, the Bills gave up 31 points, but they were short fields. They were turnovers. They were defensive points. So to say the defense played poorly I think is wrong as well. Bottom line in this game, the Bills played a bad game, and they still won. Kudos to them for finding a way to win, but they play this game again next week. There ain't going to be a week after that, and, and I think that's what the players talked about it afterward. And it's obvious to say, but I think that's what you, you walk away from this game thinking. Good for the Bills to win. Fortunate they had a team on the other side that allowed them to get away with it, but the Bengals won't, the Chiefs won't. This team needs to get better, and they're going to need to continue to get production from the number two receiver, Gabe Davis, and the number two corner, Khalil Elam, stepped up in this game. Those are the two things that need to continue happening. I think Josh Allen won't necessarily be a guy that puts it on the ground three times and throws two picks in the playoffs, but he's certainly capable of it, and it's something the Bills are going to have to hopefully have him address and be able to you know, um, play a little cleaner going forward. We've talked about some of the reasons why he has all these turnovers. He might feel like he has to do all the work because there hasn't been much, much production beyond him and Stephon Diggs. This is not a game that you, you look at and say, wow, that's a Super Bowl team. But sometimes Super Bowl teams have this game. AJ, back to you. Yeah, Thad, it will be much tougher in the future, obviously, as we record this 7 o'clock on Sunday night. We do not know who they will play the next round. It will either be the Cincinnati Bengals, Joe Burrow coming to Orchard Park, or it will be the suddenly resurgent Jacksonville Jaguars. So either way, it's going to be a lot tougher for the Bills. They're going to have to play a lot better. But at the end of the day, you got to win four games to win a Super Bowl. They did step one today. We will have full coverage of the Bills playoff run on RochesterFirst.com and on News 8. We thank you very much for joining us here on Buffalo Game Day Recap. We will potentially see you next time, depending on how the schedule shapes out. But until the next time we see you, for Thad Brown, I am A.J. Feldman. Thank you very much for joining us, and enjoy the rest of your football weekend.